Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kennecke. Today's show is episode 62, and uh, it's a special episode. We are at PAX East, and if I'm at PAX East, that means... East Coast correspondent. Magic Gare yeah. in the house, or in the hotel, hotel room, room, as the case may be. We've upgraded this year. We totally have. We have, left, a hotel. we have left the friendly confines of the hostel. We, we had a great time there the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But, very, uh, very lovely place. So if you're in Boston, go to the hostel in Washington Street in Chinatown. Absolutely. It was, it was a fantastic place. Like, if I was going for, for like a, just a night or two in Boston... Totally fine if your if your goal is to like get out and actually see Boston. Get in, get out. It's it's quick like stop to the uh, Boston Common and all that stuff. Yeah. Like it's it's a relatively cheap accommodations and and they're nice and clean and taken care of. Um, but yeah, we're in the uh, the residence inn now, mm-hmm. which is cl- much closer to the convention center. We got a kitchen now. We got we got a kitchen in our room. It's super nice. There are two televisions here. Uh, John Wick, two, or John Wick, the original movie was on last <laughs> night on USA. We had a great time. I wasn't here; I was working. <laughs> I, that's true. I had a great time. Um, but yeah, so we're we're in a new place now. But we're still going to the convention center, the MCCA. Yes, I want to say. I think that's right. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'll take your word for it. Uh, I have my notes in front of me. I have yeah. the Boston Convention Center, of course. Yes. Uh, so we're yeah, it's it's PAX East 2017, uh, and we. We got down to the show floor and saw we some did. games we and went to a couple panels and and had a good time. Uh, I would say, this, so this is night one. We're gonna we're gonna break yeah. this up into two parts. Uh, we'll we'll do a second part uh, tomorrow night after we're done with Saturday and, and then Sunday was like a casual like flyby, right? Just right, and then the Sunday like I'll be flying home, so mm-hmm. we won't we won't do something then. But uh, we're gonna get we're gonna do the comprehensive thing you can do for two nights. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, but. Surprisingly, so this doesn't happen for me very often, but I played some games. I know at PAX East that that usually doesn't happen. I'm usually going to see panels and talking to people and looking around at a lot of games and watching other people play games. But this was one of the first years where I actually really made an effort to go play some games myself. Um, so I mean, let's let's start with something that we played. Well, I got this pin right here that says Ape Out, because we played that today. Ape Out. Uh, the Devolver Digital booth. Uh, they always have great games. There. They do. They, they do. Devolver uh, is a really smart publisher. Showing uh, off Strife again. Showing off Strife. That, that was a game you played last year, yep, right? Yep, yep. It's looking a lot more polished. I might check it out tomorrow if we have time, and it's not crazy busy. You know, there's two stations there, and then they have a big screen where you can play one of the three games that yeah, on there that so they they're, Yeah, they're showing off three games, and they have two stations each for, for those, and they're shaped like old-school arcade cabinets. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, they have a nice couch and big projector area where you can play... Full sound the, and everything, yeah. Uh, so, but we played Ape Out, which is... Man, that was like... Think of like a Hotline Miami is pretty much... It's like a minimalistic Hotline Very, Miami. Uh, uh, it's Neon it's, pastel colors. Mm-hmm. The, whole, the whole premise is, though, you're an ape, a gorilla, trying to escape, I guess, this laboratory. is the... the laboratory or a zoo or something, something like that else. i think like some sort of zoo lab or whatever but it basically like you make an escape you know you uh an, an ape escape an ape will. escape if you want <laughs> to get out to ape out if you need to so uh but yeah it's uh like that kind of like top down hotline miami mm-hmm. move the uh left uh i was gonna say joy con because i play switch <laughs> today but uh the left uh analog stick, analog stick and uh yeah uh shove enemies uh until they you know 
hit a wall. Yeah, it's a very simplified yeah. Hotline Miami, I would say. And and we're going to keep saying Hotline Miami, Hotline Miami because it's just such an apt comparison yeah, and Devolver Di- Digital's involved. But it's it's so true. It's it's kind of like a maze. Uh, some co- it's corridor. You're you're walking through a bunch of corridors. You get but like it has three hits, four hits sometimes. Something like that. It depends on the weapon you get hit with. But uh, there are enemies that have you know shotgun spread. Mm-hmm. It kind of bases up. One's a bomb that if you don't throw it away soon enough, then it'll blow up in front of you and you die. So yeah. I think the coolest thing this game has though is is a fog of war kind of thing mm-hmm. where you only get you only have a vision cone for what you could see. Yeah. Uh, so. But it it blends into the the minimalistic nature of it because it's it's really like the light teal colors are the the rooms that you can see. The dark teal colors are walls or areas that you can't see. So it's a lot of dark teal with a little bit of light teal, mm-hmm. and then your your ape is a nice contrasting orange. Yeah, uh, and then, and then the there's enemies blood are, are white. And, yeah, yeah. Um, there's blood and you know guts. You can grab uh, enemies as well too. Mm-hmm. Again, um, like Hollow Miami, yep. like you and then throw them into other enemies. And if you don't throw it into a wall, that enemy just gets stunned. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, it kind of also remembered uh, uh, remind me last year of like I played uh, Go Plague Monkey Go. Mm, yeah, uh, kind of the same kind of uh, vibe to that too. Uh, not as kooky, right? <laughs> clearly, but so we didn't get to hear any of the sounds, no. uh, which which might make this a fuller experience I, yeah. I, I think they're showing a three-stage demo um and you played through the first stage and onto the second and, and then, then you died enough where you and handed it off like, to me okay i had my fill and i think i beat the second stage and yeah. moved on to the third and and then i didn't beat the third mm-hmm. um and when you die it also shows like your track that you made through the level yeah that's kind that's of a really cool that's like a nice super meat boy touch mm-hmm. of like hey here's how you did here's yeah, here's this is what, what you're running you were like. so close or oh you were totally going the wrong way because now you can see the full map and yeah and see, wow, I, I wouldn't have gotten even close. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it has a lot of really nice mechanics in it. Uh, I think the art style is nice, if maybe a little too simplistic. And then uh, maybe it was just not hearing music with it. But yeah, it, I think the, I like think a, the sound effects were because I heard a little bit because they were playing on the big screen before mm-hmm. I left, and I was like, oh wow, they like you know it kind of goes with like the destruction you're doing. There's yeah. kind of a bit of a beat and a tone to it. It felt very well. polished but mm-hmm. very shallow. And it said well, coming out so. summer this year, so. So I, I mean, hopefully they can maybe add more mechanics. Maybe there's a lot more yeah. to it that we're not aware of yet. But and it seemed like this was a PC build too, so it's probably just like coming to Steam. Yeah, we were playing it on Xbox One controllers. I'm pretty sure or 360, I mean, but it could have just been PC. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I'll say this. I, I've said yeah. this a lot, but it feels like a game that would be good on the Vita. Or the Switch. Uh, or, you know, these days I can say a good game that, that'll be on the Switch. Yeah, we, we uh, now that I own a Switch, I we probably need to discuss yeah. that a little bit more at some point. But uh, we can also talk about something I played on the Switch finally. Yeah, uh, let's talk about the that. perfect game to break into on the Switch, of course, <laughs> is SteamWorld Dig 2. Uh, so image form was somewhere hidden behind the Nintendo booth, mm-hmm. uh, off in a little corner. And, uh, yeah, they had uh, two demos going up of SteamWorld Dig 2, and... Uh, Chase, I have to ask you, what what do you think of SteamWorld Dig? So I I liked the demo that was there. It was the demo that they've shown on in a trailer before. They've mm-hmm. shown a gameplay trailer that is this entire level. Um, it's it's very it's it's very spelunky inspired. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's kind of Mayan ruiny area mines kind of stuff. Um, but vibe, yeah, Indiana yeah, Jones I would, I would give that. And there's, there's definitely more Metroid in this one than there was in the last game. I yeah. would say, um, 
Like you you need to hit a button and then get under this door before it slams down, mm-hmm. and you can't do it normally. So you have to find the power up that Which is, is the, run. the running hydraulics or something like that, high speed mm-hmm. hydraulics, and now you can run. Uh, and and then, get under that door. And then there's a boss fight at the end. There, uh, there's a yeah, a nice nice little boss fight. A rule of three. You have to it has three kind of like a forms. also into like a bullet hell kind of mm-hmm. shoot 'em up. Um, so my like I'm cautiously optimistic. I am too. I uh, mean, like the first Steam World dig. I love the first Steam World dig. It's a fantastic game. It's a game that you turned me on to right before our game, game of the year, year. Yeah. like a few years ago. That's three or four years ago yeah. now. Um, and it was something that I beat on a Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. and had a fantastic time with and, and being able to beat it in that, in that single day and have such a great experience really like put it high on my list. Yeah. Um, this game, and I talked to the developers and it was something that you can even just see from the gameplay trailer, uh, but playing it myself and talking to the developer and saying, yeah, yeah, it seems more expansive and he goes yeah yeah you know it was one of the things that we heard from the fans after the first game is mm-hmm. that they they really felt it was too short and they mm-hmm. wanted a longer experience and i kind of looked at him like i'm not one of those guy <laughs> <laughs> like, i love this game because yeah. of the shortness yeah. like yeah i do too but um but i i get that i get i get wanting to make a bigger game um they said they put their entire team on this like they they it looks really nice too yeah, yeah it the looks whole, very polished. so they aren't they aren't thinking i even asked because i i'm such a big fan of steamworld heist their second game uh, i was like That's hey fine. you know yeah i'm playing on a switch controller here i know that you have dig too but um you gonna put heist on the switch at some point Huh. And he's like, well, you know, we, we love that game for sure, but we're putting the whole team right now on the dig too. I'm like, okay, that, that uh, sure. I mean, I, yes. I would have asked him like, hey, are we getting a Piper amiibo or? <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a great question. I would. That's a smart question. I'm sure that's a question that's been asked of us. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so my playing playing the game, it felt fun. It felt it great. felt it felt like SteamWorld Dig in the sense of player movement mm-hmm. um the 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 character you control i i didn't see a name because i was skipping through a lot of the dialogue same here we were kind of like um, the last game of the but you're definitely you're not playing rusty uh, from the first game no. uh, so it's a new character and I, but it feels like steamroll dig yep. and that's that's the main thing that's great so like, for, okay for now more of a good thing and i like the boss fight so and you yeah know. the boss fight is fun yeah i could see this being great my my only word is that this game might run out of steam. Somebody oh, might say, "Where I hope, I hope the game continues to be solid all the way through, mm-hmm. like the first dig was." And when you are expanding it out to a much longer experience, there's a chance that mm-hmm. that gimmick might lose a little bit of its luster. Yeah, yeah. And and the example that I can think of is I love Grow Home. Uh, Grow Home is a fantastic little game, uh, but then they made a sequel, Grow Up. And it was more of the same and just it too was, much. Yeah, it was it was much bigger. Again, Grow Home was a game that I beat in a day and I had a fantastic time with and still think of fondly. And Grow Up is something of, hey, yeah, we took that gimmick and now it's a big full game. It's like, no, it's not. I don't mm. I don't know if it could support such a long game experience like that. And I hope the same thing does not happen to Dig 2. And I have confidence that Image and Form because they're so good at making games yeah, from they, the time that I played Dig and Heist, I trust them, but I'm cautiously optimistic for, for Dig 2. I liked what I played, uh, and if it's going to be more like a Metroid uh, from what they've been saying, 
I'm kind of I'm really cool with that. So yeah, if it is more of the same, it is longer. That doesn't really seem to bother me. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I, and every all, all the qualms I have are things that I haven't yet experienced. Mm-hmm. They're things that I think might happen. Yeah. So from just what I played today and what I've seen in the trailer, looks good. Yeah. Looks good. Plays. Looking good. forward to it. Just yeah, keeping absolutely. our expectations. Uh, so, set. Yeah. So uh, we also. Uh, Oh, actually, before we move on, uh, I wanted to mention when we were talking about Devolver, we talked about two of the three games that they had. We didn't yeah. talk about the third. Oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, uh, which is Runner. Uh, not to be confused with Bitrip Runner. No, uh, Runner 3. Or Runner 3, or, yeah, any of those. Uh, this is a completely separate game. It's got kind of a Diablo-style isometric view. Um, a lot it, of red. You, you kind of pointed out that it looked like an isometric Ronin. Yes, almost that PC. Kind of, there PC was like I, I didn't play it, but it looked like there was like moments where it, like time stopped or mm-hmm. slowed down. Yeah, there was definitely like, some bullet time stuff. Uh, I know there are guns and sword things that you can use in that yeah. game, like, like kind of like Hotline Miami, mm-hmm. and it's very bloody. It's very. But this is like full 3D, and it like just at an isometric perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, perspective, but it's yeah, it's, it's something very, I, I might check it out. Too yeah, it's too. it's very corridory, like. Cutting, cutting people, yeah. smashing people, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I'd like to play it. Right now, they, they're only showing it with keyboard and mouse controls, mm-hmm. which is what turned me away from it, because <sighs> I would suck yeah. at that. Um, like, oh, I, it's, it's, not, it's not that I have a problem with it, it's that I just know that I won't be good at it. Uh-huh. So I, yeah. I, I want to go and have a good experience, and uh-huh. I won't if I'm trying to struggle with controls that I'm not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looked good. Uh, so hope, hopefully there's more to come for that. Uh, let's move over to the Sony booth. Yes, I was about uh, to mention you had to have a good time playing Windjammers. I had a great ass. time playing we'll Windjammers. We'll have to play that again tomorrow. Or something. Uh, so for much. two years in a row now, uh, the Sony booth has been my friend when Matt and I go on. Let me know when I have, still have video proof of you getting your ass beat by Dave Lang. That was not the Sony booth. <laughs> I know. And that was so, not against you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yes, I totally got bodied by Dave Lang after, Dive uh, kick. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was rough. Uh, but yeah, no, we we played Windjammers uh, on PS4, and scanlines and all looks great. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> we had this discussion line. Those scanlines. How, how right or wrong it is? Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think it looks fine. You should not make a game look worse on purpose. <sighs> looks that's, fine. No, uh, but that's an option that you can turn off. We did, we didn't get to turn it off because they set it up themselves and yeah. then handed us the controllers, but. Uh, it's something I will definitely be turning off when I get my copy. But <laughs> anyway, this is my first time actually playing Windjammers. Of course, I've watched a bunch on Giant Bomb, like a lot of us have, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's where you know, we're all very excited about it. I know it's a French company that I guess makes a lot of these, uh, revives a lot of these franchises and, and uh, releases them again. It was fun. Uh, it, it is like a Street Fighter, mm-hmm. uh, Distant Prawn or whatever, yep. or something like that. Uh, super snappy, felt, felt great, uh, the controls... Uh, I, you know, this is again my first time playing it, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know the controls. They had a little sheet, cheat sheet. Yeah, that told it's you. like lob, toss, and you know, mm-hmm. okay, which one's dash roll to get to like try to save quickly? And, yeah, and like triangle and square are both lob, and yeah. X and circle are both uh, throw slash dash. So like, the the controls are relatively easy um, to to start with, and then you and, get into yeah. mo- advanced motions that they don't show on the cheat sheet. Like yeah, if like you throw a fireball motion. And- if you do a fireball motion, you actually can curve them. Oh, we, yeah. we didn't get that to work yeah. when we played because we're scrubs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then there's the holding, the the charging up the throw mm-hmm. if you pop it up in the air, and then you can use a super throw, which we did a couple of those. Um, 
but yeah, we had a good time. I I, I thought, and and you were starting. You I started off killing me, yeah. So it's, it's first to twelve run. for any of these sets, and you can you can get points in in um, in denominations of two, three, mm-hmm. or five. Um, so you, I think you were up eight nothing, ten nothing, something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. And then and then yeah. I was able to come back because uh, I figured out how to do the super moves. <laughs> um, yeah. And it took you a little bit longer to. And then to I was catch like, oh, let stuff. me let me try some other things. And then <laughs> I was like, how'd you do that? Oh, so I, I ended up getting that first one, and then the second one, I just I, I found my rhythm or something because mm-hmm. because uh, that game went well. Uh, so I yeah. had better better luck though at Gang Beast. You did, yeah. So Gang Beast was right next to it, uh, and you know, four player Gang we, Beast. We had we had three people to play, and we had a, a fourth person who was around us that yep. we could jump in. She held her own. She won two of the... She killed all of us. Oh, yeah, she killed all of us. She was playing a couple matches before. She had played a couple matches before we got there, to be fair. But, yeah, no, she totally destroyed us. Be on the lookout Uh, for that person that just beat chased out. Me me specifically. I know somebody was taking video of that, like one of her friends. So there's video out there of me getting destroyed. Uh, but this is the first time... Again, like, this is the first time I've actually played this game, but I know that it's been around... I've seen it on yeah. Giant Bomb. I've seen a lot of other Twitch streamers uh, showing it off and, and playing it. I'm surprised it it's like not very at forms. this point. Like, it, it's well, still yeah, it's choppy. It's not it's, out, out, but it's it's out in like some beta forms and, but I mean, and like older versions of it. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the release we're waiting for. Some like console, like and a little easier to hook up instead of going to the absolutely PC. for sure. And and it looks good. It felt. It felt pretty good. Like it, 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 it felt, feels sloppy because yeah, it's, that's kind of like the it, nature of the game. Exactly. Like it felt a good sloppiness of like I I know that this button is the punch button, but I want I don't want to let go of this because I know I'm holding <laughs> on to you. And right. It's the only thing keeping me on the stage at this moment. Like it's you. You're not a hundred percent sure that that button's always gonna yeah. work. Like it's it's gonna try to do it, but it's uh it's. This it's, is it's, it's a weird. game of like just randomness and yes. it's fun randomness. And and that's absolutely that's the point is that even though it doesn't feel precise, it feels fun. Mm-hmm. And that's the important thing. Um so we only got to play on one stage, the react the nuclear reactor stage. Yeah. And and again, we we all we all lost. Yeah, we she, lost she was terribly. Great. Um, I won a few matches, but yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. It was a good time. Uh, I know that at one point we uh, we threw each other off. Yep, that uh, was the fun. stage at one point. That was <laughs> that was pretty great. We had a good time. I will say, uh, I don't know when this game is coming out. I don't know if they had a release date it on there. Seemed like there was any release date, but it was a little choppy yeah. frame rate wise. Like there were a lot of frame rate hiccups. We had matches. Matches could probably go anywhere from like one minute to five but, minutes, maybe. Because somebody um, stuck over here and they're just like, oh yeah. no, I'm not going to give up. And it's like, uh, right. I'll like kill a, an average play would be around one to five yeah. minutes. And I would say that it would hitch at least once a minute when mm-hmm. you, when you were playing it. And it was fine. Like it, it didn't really adversely affect the way we played it. I'm sure that's something that's still going to continue being polished yeah. before it comes out. I would hope because it was very noticeable. But fun with four people. Super fun with four people. If you can find some people to play this game with, I would wholeheartedly recommend it. It was really cool. And then we followed that up with another multiplayer game. <sighs> Did we? What game was that? That was... Uh, oh, right. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ultimate Chicken, Chicken Horse. Horse. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> we just went through like the whole Giant Bomb family yeah, of, pretty much. of co-op games that they played. Um, so that was not at the Sony booth. That was in the Indie Mega booth, I believe. Yeah, they have, it's a game that's already been released, but 
Uh, yeah, it's out there. You I can totally download it now. I just wanted to try um, it. Uh, is, the, is the console version out? I, I know it's out on so. PC. So we were playing on Xbox One controllers. I think we were actually playing on an Xbox One. Yeah. Um, but... It was it was a good time. I from the times that I've seen this game be played, yeah, it's always looked cool. Which is like you create your own levels mm-hmm. as you play a level, and the goal is to get to the end, but you don't want your friends to get to the end because if everybody gets to the end, everybody gets nothing. Right. You want to make the level hard enough so that that other people can't beat it, yeah. but you want to make it not so impossible that you can't beat it because that's the only way you score points. Um, and it's it's great. You keep adding it, at the beginning of each level. They'll also have a box of uh, toys, contraptions, uh, just level pieces. Yeah. And each player can pick one and put it into the world to make things easier or harder. And or take things out. Yeah. Like there, and eventually there will be times when too much stuff is on there where they'll throw in bombs or dynamite or a nuke, which it wasn't in there the last time I saw it, but the nuke is Yeah, like the nuke is just you know, bigger squares. Bigger, like, yeah. Dynamite's one... Uh, you can one destroy more uh, things grid. at once. Um, but yeah, so you, you play through a, a round, and if if everybody dies, nobody gets points. If everybody wins, nobody gets points. If a couple players die, or all the players but one die, and one gets to the end, at least one gets to the end, yeah. then that person or people get points, and the rest of you don't. But... Everyone uh, dies, nobody gets points. Right. So it's it's an interesting game. And then it just builds round by round after that. They'll give you another pack. It's called a party box at the mm, beginning where yeah, it gives you all those pieces that you can play with. Uh, so it's kind of, it's this really fun, risk-reward, Lego-y style yeah. platformer. Like, like uh, Super Mario Maker, mm-hmm. pretty much, for four players. And I think my only issue with it is that uh, it felt a little uh, swimmy. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's was, got a, a feel to it. It's got a little bit of inertia to some of the to the jumping. Uh, there was, and again, kind of like Gang Beast, it was a swimminess that felt fun, and it felt right for the game. Right, like it, it's you, you're not supposed to be taking this too seriously. Like it, you're supposed to mess up. It's mm-hmm. fun with more people. Uh, sitting around you especially this isn't going to be something like you play online and it makes it makes the the times when somebody can pull off mm-hmm. uh, a really uh, risky maneuver risky, gets the coin yeah, at the end and then they pull ahead like i almost won like yeah. I, I won one round and it's like oh we got two rounds left and i got that nope i died right away so <laughs> that, I love yeah, that button. you're right that is the other really cool thing about but it i was losing the entire our entire mm-hmm. time like, yeah you didn't have, didn't any, have points any points for, until like the last two matches but the game puts all sorts of modifiers on. Like I had the win. comeback bonus, like yeah. underdog or whatever. So yeah, because because you were in last place and didn't have any points. So it keeps it at least engaging as you play Right. Along, it, so. When you did win, it boosted your total a lot. Yeah. If you set one of the traps that kills another player, you get a little bump out of that. If you collect a coin that is one of the party box objects that somebody can place in the world, if you're the first one to get to that coin, then you can get a little bonus. Yeah. Um, and then if you're the only one to, to win, if you're the only one to get to the end of the level, you get a solo bonus. And if multiple people get to the end, there's a, the person who got there first gets a first place bonus. Uh, so there's yeah, lots there's of, a lot of modifiers and everything. it keeps it engaging. And absolutely. And it's it, some urgency. Like if you're losing them, like, well, I can still like, I can still win this. Yeah. It, even it was cool. The last minute. I, I liked it a lot. I, I was glad I got to play it, yeah. even though I know that I probably won't get to play this. It'd be good on the Switch. Anymore. It would be. Uh, I would need people to play it with. Yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, like it would be fantastic on the Switch uh, if you could get four people with Joy-Cons. The controls are simple enough yeah. that 
it's it, you could totally play it with a Joy-Con. So yeah. that would be that'd be something to look into Maybe. If, if things go well. Um, so I think that's it for everything that we played. Yeah, we went to a couple of panels. Uh, did go see a couple of panels. Um, uh, first one was kind of like a I forget the name of the panel, but it was like a. It was called the before the NES Classic. There was mm-hmm. the NES, which is kind of a misleading title because yeah. it wasn't so much about the NES or even the NES Classic as it was about old marketing materials for other companies that tried to trade in on Nintendo's yeah, like success a, with the NES. Like a claim, and uh, there were some others in there. Uh, names escaped me. Yeah, like a lot of it was really obscure stuff. Like you'd expect something like the Power Glove to be there because that's Mattel mm-hmm. who really tried to cash in on a Nintendo uh, console thing. But there wasn't anything with the Power Glove, which was a little surprising. No, and there were some... Fascinating ads too. Like, yeah, you could see really the Turbo ones. Blaster, yeah. which is like some weird thing that you'd plug into your controller's ports, and then it would have controller ports of its own, and it would give you turbo turbo which, capabilities, but also slowdown capabilities. Well, that which I guess was a just lot of, pressing it on start over and over. Right. And that, you know. Um, so it was. It's it's odd. Yeah, it was odd odd stuff. Yeah. But it was fascinating. I was pretty much. Uh, fascinated by most of like what was going there on. There were a lot of cool photos uh, definitely. I'll uh, try to get, uh, I know that the person who was leading it, his name was John Anderson um, he said he was going to put out a lot of those images yeah. on his Twitter so I'll try to put that. Including uh, Alexei uh, Alexei Pagetnov uh, uh, LucasArts. inventor of Tetris went uh, to LucasArts for one of his uh, other post-Tetris games. Snapped a photo with Yoda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so which, uh, fan- but, hey. Fantastic photo. Uh, but I'll try to put that in the show notes, uh, that guy's that guy's Twitter account, just so you can uh, see some mm-hmm. of the, the old ads that they were featuring, because uh, that was really cool stuff. Uh, and then the other panel we went to was hosted by Austin Walker and um, uh, Arahak, whose name is Alex Zandra, uh, and then Kristen Cox, I want to say, Cross, Kristen Cross uh, of Gamasutra. Catherine Cross. Catherine Cross. I guess. Yeah. Catherine Cross of Gama Sutra. And I forgot the other girl's name who was the developer. Um, Tony something. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I forget. Sorry. I forget, <laughs> sorry. I forget the name. I wasn't taking notes. Uh, but the, the panel was about uh, authorship. Uh, does, authori- mm. does authorial art. Authorial intent matter. Exactly. Uh, right. Like, does that does that actually matter when yeah. it comes to video games? And, and it was an interesting discussion. Uh, some good points back and forth about why authorial intent does have an impact, why sometimes it shouldn't matter, when are the times that it shouldn't, shouldn't fan, matter. Fan ownership and, uh, like, uh, other... Bastion uh, fucking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, lot of, a, a lot of specific talk yeah, about Overwatch and how... <laughs> a lot of specific talk about Overwatch and how... And fandoms and how, went into that. Right, like it, how those very, characters have now taken a life of dense, their own. dense, like, conversations. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I followed most of it. it. It was kind of like, you know, a lot of back and forth, and you know, this is my experience, and this is how I see it. And it was interesting to, like, listen to and right. like, uh, I wouldn't deconstruct I, these uh, ideas. And yeah, like I, I told you after. I wouldn't say that I really learned anything specifically no. from that panel, but it was more that hearing uh, hearing that perspective is going to make me think about yes. something like that when I play games. And mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like that I'm going to be looking at something a little more critically mm-hmm. from now on. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just something that 
I guess I didn't really think about it. I, I, it I, something, I can, a topic that didn't come up in that conversation that I thought would mm-hmm. was uh, Shadow Complex and Orson Scott Card. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, like uh, like what do you do when an author... Uh, right. Your, their ideas co- like are like so horrid to yeah, your so, ideas. Yeah, so I mean for the backstory, yeah. Orson Scott Card is, is pretty uh, uh, outspoken about uh, being against mm-hmm. uh, same-sex marriage. Yeah. And Shadow Complex was written by him, and Shadow Complex is a pretty universally loved Metroidvania-style game. I actually have not played it, mm-hmm. um, and it, it wasn't that I was—it wasn't that I was boycotting it or anything. I just didn't end up getting around to it. But it caused a controversy because you know, should we should we uh, like promote this by right. like saying giving it good reviews and buying it essentially and you know is and, that and it's an interesting i'm like oh is that 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 i'm okay with what he says right does that just just plain shadow complex it's, it's make always me a like that's always like a like, completely like mucky kind of thing it's like uh, if i like annie hall does that mean i agree with like woody allen and all right. of his shit or man the pianist is a great fucking movie but oh, fucking roman polanski such a <laughs> yeah asshole. so it's tough right. uh it's it's a tough question yeah. That, yeah. especially when well i mean this conversation this panel specifically was about authorial intent yes. So it's more about here's the stuff in a game, and here's how I tried to convey it. Right. And uh, so I don't know if anything in Shadow Complex, if Orson Scott Card wrote anything no. in there about like, hey, and the gays can't get married. Yeah. Like that's like that would obviously yeah, go into be, the authorial uh, intent. Hey, uh, um, so it, maybe it, maybe it wasn't quite on topic, but uh, either way, yeah, it was like it was a very fascinating panel. I mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, a lot to like think about yes. and unpack. I, I like thinking about things more critically, mm-hmm. so this was a good Same panel to, to help out with that. Uh, I don't believe either of those panels were being streamed or, or archived or anything like that. So. I'm sure there's some way that archives some some maybe, maybe maybe I don't know. Uh, but uh, again, yeah, it's kind of just that, like, that's why you come to Pax East, yeah. And so you can see some of these panels and, and do some of that fun stuff. Uh, let's just talk a little generally about the show floor before we wrap it up. Yeah. I, we've we've pretty much covered everything that we played so far but there were other things that we definitely saw and maybe made note of to play for tomorrow or on sunday mm. uh, so what what is something that you're looking forward to, to trying out i do want to i really want to try the rick and morty vr but mm-hmm. the line just seems to like i don't want to spend two hours waiting for just one game vr is much more prevalent this year Very. like last last year it really felt like it made a splash mm-hmm. uh sony had their sign up for times to play vr they have that again this year uh which which is something i might want to you're take gonna try of. uh the uh psychonauts, psychonauts in the rhombus of ruin um I've, I've never tried vr before mm-hmm. i've always meant to i'd like uh, to try thumper in vr and it's playable there in vr and yeah. I, that's a chance to try it but maybe maybe not if the you know the opportunity arises like yeah. oh wow it's only like this long to wait okay but but there are rows and rows mm-hmm. of oculus and gear vive VR, and gear vr yeah. like there's a lot of gear vr Sony on the VR outskirts and, yeah. and and psvr stuff is like very prevalent i saw these guys biking in vr with these yeah. bikes that had like controllers on the handlebars like <laughs> d-pads and buttons and they're like biking around looking around up and down and i'm just like man if there was only a, some way to do this in real life <laughs> it was amazing uh, looking at that too like just seeing other people do it is yeah. something else v- vr is a fascinating thing it's something that i'm very much not sold on so mm. i i want to try it out for myself before i make any sort of decision um it's it's been something that i've actually been really against uh in general just because i i 
think that it, for for my purposes, I, I'm sure we've yeah. talked about this on the podcast before. Price but, ready, it's yeah, no price. I mean, price is super prohibitive. But the the way I like playing games, mm, handheld yeah. games specifically, is like it's nice that I can watch TV and play a game at the same time, mm-hmm. or I can hold a conversation with somebody by looking up from what I'm talking about. And when you're in VR, it's you a, don't get that option. It's a very solo experience, and it's supposed to be immersive, so mm-hmm. I get it. But I also think that that's not necessarily something yeah. for me. So it's something I want to try. PAX is a really good place to try something without having to, you know, put down the six hundred dollars to buy one of these mm-hmm. things or four hundred for the PSVR. I can't remember. Yeah, how much. It's like a lot. That. It's, it's a lot, no matter where you go. Um, so yeah, what's the cost of getting Pink Eye? I guess it's, yeah, it's well, really yeah. <laughs> the only thing you have to worry about at PAX. Uh, um, but the yeah, Rain World, that's another one I want to check out. Tell me more about Rain World. I don't that's actually know that out much soon. about it. Uh, so it's uh, publishing by, by Adult Swim Games and who do fantastic uh, work. They brought they brought back the uh, the big uh, music cases uh, for their for their booth this time. The the roadie cases. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, it's a great idea for <laughs> a booth space. Like they mm. can they can pack a whole thing inside the roadie case and just yeah. open it up and hey now we have a demo station mm-hmm. and it's super smart it is i love adult swim games they do some great great stuff uh but yeah so rain world yeah it's like a platformer kind of thing survival platformer uh been in development for God, i want to say like three or four years now and yeah i just been following ever since like a, a friend of mine who is uh, like a chiptune man uh bright primate uh was like doing the music for it and then i guess he was also uh, programming it as, at some point as well too so it's been one i've been watching like every year at uh, pax east it's been shown like here and there and yeah it just looks really like a very fluid and dark uh platforming like survival platformer is all the way i can describe it like think like like limbo dark kind of mm-hmm. like very shadowy but your character is very white so you're silhouetted you know nicely against okay. everything contrast wise so but yeah, and the animation is just absolutely crazy with the characters and everything. But yeah, it's I, I really look want to. Yeah, it's coming out soon, so mm-hmm. I want to try it out more tomorrow uh, tomorrow to see like what the final product looks I'll, like. I'll be right there with you. I'll I'll definitely want to watch you play and then maybe yeah. take a stab at it myself. Uh, but yeah, that looks cool. Uh, for me, uh, I didn't even know that this game was getting a sequel. But, but a couple of years ago, it was in my top five games of the of the year for gamers on the go. Oh. Uh, it was Steven Universe Attack yes. the Light uh, for, for the iPad and iPhone, and they're making a sequel, mm-hmm. and there's it's got some... I love Steven Universe. I, I think that's such a, an inventive, nice show with, with a lot of heart uh, that you just don't get from a lot of shows these no. days. And uh, oh, Sorry about the, the uh, uh, vibration there. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I love Attack the Light. It was a really trimmed down RPG that that just was really smartly designed. Very. And uh, if the sequel is anything like that, it should be great. I believe it's not only coming to iOS devices, it's but it's coming to console. Yeah, I think we'll check it out tomorrow. We'll, we'll definitely find out more tomorrow, we'll but um, it, it looks good. And then what's the, uh, the uh, what is it called? The, the other one at the Cartoon Network area. Oh, uh, OK Punch something uh, No, uh, OK KO. OK KO, that's right. Um, and I believe there's been an OKKO OK game out for for iOS yes, for a while, but they're coming out with a cartoon for it uh, that was just announced with uh, kind of coincided with PAX. Uh, cool. Some of the people like I uh, follow on Twitter that are in like animation, like or uh, 
talking about. So it's like, oh, oh, and there's a game out for it too. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's nice. So, so those two games yeah. are together at this at this nice little Cartoon Network area that is far away from yeah. the Adult Swim games area. Very far away. <laughs> uh, kind of, kind of funny to me. Um, yeah, uh, so th- those are definitely the games that I'm most excited about. Uh, Arms as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Splatoon Two is there. Splatoon uh, Two. They actually the Switch area is is prominent, mm-hmm. and the 3DS area is non-existent. Yeah, and that's, didn't see that's a very single sad. 3DS on the showroom floor. Well, we saw lots of 3DSs on. Yes, people still <laughs> use their 3DSs. Tons of Street tons Pass and going tons on. Of uh, but yeah, I, I owning owning a, a Switch like I do, like I'm playing Zelda, I'm playing Sniffer Clips, uh, I'll be playing Binding of Isaac next week when it comes out, mm. uh, but ARMS is something that I I want to play to make sure that it's not just like a one-hit wonder kind mm-hmm. of thing, because yeah. I think, the, I think the, the, um, the premise of it and the trailers that I've seen and the, cool. the, the Treehouse streams that they did during E3 looked fun. So I would I would definitely like to to try some of that. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see more about that. Or it wasn't it wasn't E three? It was uh, just Nintendo. Uh, the Nintendo live stream. Yeah, for, the live stream stuff. E three's not even happened yet. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, I know. Oof. We'll get there. It's been a year. We will get there. I'm sure. It's been, a, been a crazy year. I can't believe it's almost over, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but then uh, one more little thing. Uh, friend of the show, previous guest on the show, Carol Here's- Mertz. Uh, no, Carol Mertz. Uh, Carol, oh. I mean, yeah, Pierce is here. He's oh, in yes. Boston. He's not with us to to do this uh, to do this episode. Um, but we'll, we'll I'll get him on another time yeah. for sure. Uh, but yeah, a friend of the show, Carol Mertz, who oh. uh, made a card game past the buck, uh, is here at PAX at the the tabletop area. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've I've played the game. I was a Kickstarter backer and and wrote a card for the game. Uh, so I guess I'm technically a co-author, but I totally guess. don't call me that. <laughs> um, but uh, I would I would love to show it off to Matt and some of our other friends who are here. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to see yeah, her we'll tomorrow and and talk about it on uh, tomorrow night for our, our second night of uh, discussion around PAX East. But uh, yeah, tomorrow we'll have seen some some fake wrestling, <laughs> uh, some fake er wrestling, fake wrestling than normal, uh, and and some other panels and and get to play a lot more games and, yeah. and do a lot more things like now. Like after this first day of you get over the first day jitters, you, yeah. you the, the <laughs> spectacle. Wow! Look at everything! Wow, look look at, at, at all these places and all, everywhere you can go. Um, we we uh, we, we did a lot. walked around a lot of the show floor, but I think there was a lot of show floor that we still didn't see. Yeah, like, there's like still tons of stuff in the indie mega booth that mm-hmm. we just glanced at. Uh, uh, I would like to go by the uh, by the. Uh, I just want to say Battle Block Theater, guys, because that's what it always is. <laughs> behemoth. But, uh, behemoth, thank you. Uh, hit people. Right. Uh, that, yeah, that Hit People game looks looks pretty cool, so I'd like to, to see a little bit more of that. But yeah, I mean, it's PAX. We're in Boston. We're having a good time. We're uh, going to go to our favorite Chinese restaurant. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> uh, which, man, that, that place is cool. Uh, it's, pilgrimage. It's, it's, I love coming <laughs> to Boston, if not just to go to this one Chinese restaurant out of this old abandoned uh theater mm-hmm. it's it's just a super cool place i'll actually try to link to that also in the show so people can <laughs> see how cool empire garden is uh, so we'll we'll definitely be doing that anyway uh so catch us back on night two uh which you'll be hearing in a little bit but yeah. we'll be doing in what 24 hours from now or so Time <laughs> all right talk to you guys real soon 
Okay, Matt, we are back from uh, from day two. And we're back. Back East. Yes, we are back. Um, so yeah, uh, today's Saturday. Yeah, it is Saturday. Uh, it's one of the, it's probably the busiest day of the show, mm-hmm. for sure. A lot uh, of cosplayers this year again. You have a, a, lot a of you have a number of people who seem to take Friday off because they are working that day, or Sunday you have a lot of people, especially industry people, who leave uh, the last day so they can get home in a timely fashion. Yeah. Um, we're here for all three days, uh, so that's not a problem. But Saturday seems to be the busiest day, the longest lines, any of that kind of stuff. Um, the coldest day, too. Cold, coldest day so far, uh, for sure. Yesterday we got a, a good amount of snow, uh, but it wasn't terribly cold. Today, bright, sunny day. Windy. Super cold. windy and super cold. Like We're getting down to single-digit weather here. Uh, thankfully, we are not that far away from yes. the uh, from the convention center, so it's not that much of a trek. Um, but yeah, so so day two, uh, I know when we were talking about day one, I mentioned how uh, many games I played uh, <laughs> the first day and how it was very uncharacteristic for for me from PAX to, to actually play so many things. Uh, today, a return to form, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I didn't play a single game <laughs> on the show floor. Not for lack of trying. Uh, not exactly. Not for lack of trying. I did try uh, to play some things, and lines were long. But, that, but that's not true. You did play one game. I did play some Windjammers again. Uh, that's true. Oh, you're right. You're right. We did play Windjammers. How did that turn out? Uh, like, so, so last time, actually, you know, I forgot. So I yesterday, forgot. I mean, it wasn't that long ago it wasn't that for for our listeners. Uh, like our <laughs> listeners would have. Pretty much just heard how the first day of Windjammers went, uh, how did uh, but so I, I believe ago? you did want uh, to run that back and see uh, if if you could try your hand a second time at Windjammers. Now, now, to be fair, I went up against somebody who just needed an extra player. I was like, "Oh, I'm mixing my own play," yeah, and I handedly won. Oh, so you're saying that you had some practice before I, you yeah, got to me? So, yeah. So it wasn't really the controls that were bu- bugging you. It was more. Just me beating you in straight sense. You know that oh, different weird. characters you choose in that game have different kind of movesets and different kind of feels, and I you was just trying out all of them. Oh, wasn't just right. sticking oh, stick okay, into sure, a main, sure, so. Sure, sure. Yeah, all still right. really fun game. It is really fun. Man, that, that's great. Uh, you, Scan lines and all. We, no, no, no. There, there we differ again. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it plays, play, still plays super well. I uh, had a great time with it. Definitely going to be picking that up um, and, and want to learn how to play that better. Uh, better than already. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm undefeated in Windjammers. Uh, I'm probably uh, the best Windjammers player ever, but uh, I would I would like to get better at that game. Uh, so before I start talking about things I saw, because uh, I didn't play that much, uh, let's talk about something you played. I did. I did play a game today. I had purpose of at least playing one game, and that was Rain World. I said I'd play yesterday. Definitely stopped by the Adult Swim booth to check it out and Waited a little bit, because there was a lot of people playing. Like, you know, they had, like, about three stations from what I can. Maybe they had four. I didn't walk the whole booth. But, yeah, games came along really, really well. It's pretty much, I believe I've said on the past, it's a action platformer where you're trying to survive before it rains, because it's uh, deadly, and uh, you have to collect food, either, like, bats or flutes, uh, and uh, then hibernate. And then you continue on exploring. I don't know anything else outside of that, uh, what the game is about or uh, like what the ultimate goal is. You, there's a little bit of a story. You Through stills, you're a little... Uh, I know what it is. It's called Slug Cat. But every, like people mind is like, what is it, an otter or, or like some little ferret or mm-hmm. whatnot? But 
slug cat and you gotta separate from your other little family of slug cats and you just wash up and gotta survive so i don't know like what the ultimate goal is like i just played up until i died and got eaten by a giant lizard that can tunnel through <laughs> the tunnels you use and then it drags your corpse away until you reload you, you can just watch it carry you around the stage and you're like oh that's a nice room i, I could have gone to but yeah it seems uh very metroidvania so i don't know if, if it's going to take any offense to me but it it seems very different. It doesn't okay. seem like, oh, I have to get power-ups to advance. That was my question, this. yeah. So when I think Metroidvania, I think of, hey, this is blocked mm-hmm. off to me right now. Oh, I have a new ability. Now I can get through this place. There was, like, it looked like there was some of that, but it feels more like uh, Odd World in the sense of, like, maybe it'll double back and I'll just, okay. this is a place where I drop down to from up above and go this way instead, or I have to catch it, and, uh, or something like that. But, yeah, it did. It definitely looks incredible. Like, the animation feels like, uh, I guess, I've seen it in action. I don't know if it might be similar, but Loco Roco. Mm-hmm. Kind of that fluid, uh, 2D. Uh, uh, the art. animation, definitely. But the art, it was is the art pixel-based? Mm, I don't think the art is pixel-based. It's definitely, like, the backgrounds and stuff definitely use, like, some sort of pixel. But, okay. like, the animations of the characters and everything are very, very different. Okay. Like, it's, like... You'll see bats flying around the screen all the times, and different animal like these giant lizard things that like they they're green. You know they're not hunting you, and they're red. And they know you've seen you, and they're chasing after chasing after you. But they'll also interact with each other, and they'll go after each other, and you know fight it out, or like collect, eat like bats themselves, or whatever. So it's yeah, I played until I died, and I was like, oh, it's coming out soon. So uh, definitely gonna be picking you, it up. Do you know when it comes out? I believe it's May twenty eighth. Okay. No, sorry. Uh, I have it actually. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I actually can. Post yeah, you got a poster. Yeah. Poster. May twenty eighth. Oh, March twenty eighth. March twenty eighth. So that's even sooner. Wow. Um, so yes. And and coming to what did PS four. PS four. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's kind of console debut. PS four. I believe it'll be on Steam as well too. You know, usual uh, uh, adult swim. Like uh, Headlander, for example, sure. was. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that was PS four exclusive for. It was at least it was at least a console exclusive. Mm-hmm. It might have come to PC day and date of or or a little bit later. But you know what, yeah. like that. So well, cool. I, it could come to something else. I remember a long time ago they said it was going to come to Vita. I don't know if that was scrapped because I haven't heard hide. A lot of people yeah. say that games are coming to Vita and yeah, then they know, don't. Know, so uh, as much as I would like to play games like mm-hmm. Galaxy or Hyperlight Drifter or I think Windjammer. I don't, know, maybe, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. The, the Nintendo Switch is out, and you have one. What's a What's a Vita anymore? Yeah, these days, nothing. Never existed. I love that system. Anyway, so yes, Rain World sounds good. Looks good. Plays plays pretty well from what you're talking about. Controls a little floaty, but it feels right for the game. So let's talk a little bit more about stuff we saw, since that's kind of the rest that we can really talk about. Uh, I did things that I thought that I wanted to go play, like uh, Steven Universe. Uh, so the, the first game was called Attack the Light. This one is called Save the Light. Yep. Um, and it builds on the same story. And, I mean, obviously the same Crystal Gem characters, but also uh, one of the same characters that is in Attack the Light comes back for this game. Uh, I went to the Cartoon Network booth uh, area that's showing the OKKO OK and Steven Universe stuff. And... They have a ton of iPads there that people can play, both both OKKO OK and Steven Universe, but mm-hmm. they're only the first games. Yeah. And 
I, I waited for a while as somebody played in front of me, and then when they left, I started playing. I was like, wait a minute, this is the game I already own, already love, and already played. It seems like maybe they wanted to release it. I was like, uh, I don't think it's ready just yet. Okay, uh, who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Um, but it is, we did uh, confirm it's coming to console. It is coming to consoles. Uh, was it PS4, right? I believe so, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be, I guess, a little bit more than. Uh, yeah, they, they were showing uh, teaser video mm-hmm. stuff. The, the art style is intact, mm. uh, which is close to the show, but also kind of a little more simplified from the show. Like they, when they do uh, wide shots and far away mm-hmm. shots. Yeah, it, it like looks. Minimal. It honestly looks really, really nice. Um, and then it looks a little bit more involved in terms of uh, like walking around a world. Uh, you have. Uh, it seems like there are maybe characters that you can swap in. Mm. Uh, Greg, uh, nice. Stephen's father, nice. uh, was someone that that I noticed. And it almost, um, maybe maybe I was mistaken, but from the bit I saw, they were walking around the boardwalk, and it seemed a little bit like Chrono Trigger, where you're walking mm-hmm. around, and you can see an enemy, and if you run into them, then yeah, you run into a, a turn-based battle. Uh, and if that's the case, that sounds all right to me. Sounds I, great. I, I, there are things I really like about Chrono Trigger, and that is one of those things. So, uh, smart, smart group of people making that game, for sure. And I can't wait to play it. I didn't see a date for it, um, but it's something I'll be checking in, uh, checking in a lot on to see. Because man, I, I really do like that first game. Uh, let's see uh, other games that were at uh, Adult Swim. I, I remember seeing they were showing off Duck Game, uh, which mm-hmm. is a kind of four-player, uh, like tower folly kind of game. Yeah, yeah, kind of like uh, everyone keep moving or whatever like that, or. Yeah, uh-huh. similar kind of uh, stuff. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, you've seen a lot of these these style of games. Uh, what's the the Max Temkin one that's like samurais? Oh, I heard uh, with with guns and swords. Uh, I, I mean, but, it's 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 like that. It's like Nidhogg. Mm-hmm. It's like I mean, it's specifically very much like Towerfall, and that it's kind of four people in little arenas, and they're they're shooting each other. And very simple, you know. The yeah. almost eight bit graphics and stuff, mm-hmm. things yeah. like that. Per- very purposefully that way. Um, Toba Jam and Earl was there. Toba Jam and Earl, we we both got our picture with Earl. Big, yep. Earl, big Earl is there. Earl, and, and don't let him drive the ship, but hey, he can, <laughs> he can definitely drive the taxi and spoof. I uh, guess Toe Jam is thin enough that he's just a statue. Yeah. So, but Big Earl, he gets he gets the suit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we got to hang out with the OG Earl over there. Um, and that then, game looks nice. Like it looks like the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get a chance to play it, but man, it. it it, look, it looks very faithful, yeah. I will say. The, the uh, art style is, is cleaner, for sure. It doesn't look like 3, so hey. That's <laughs> yeah. a good thing. That's, a, uh, that's always a plus. Well, it t- turns out like how it plays mechanically you know, down the line. I mean, I still have it on the virtual console. I mm-hmm. still play it that way. Uh, if I ever really want to play Toe Jam and Earl, if it's the same game, I'll probably, I might stick to that because, ah, that game's so good. It's such <laughs> a classic game. Um, I, I did do a little bit more just walking around the show floor and looking around at what was there. Hand of Fate 2 was mm. being shown. Uh, the line was actually surprisingly long for that game. Mm. Uh, that, that was a great PS4 game that they said was going to come to Vita. And that, <laughs> and that didn't, uh, I'm sure it's on Steam as well. Uh, but Hand of Fate 2, uh, I can't remember what platforms it's been announced for. It might actually show up on Switch, I want to say. Don't, don't quote me on that. But that'd be a great place for it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a... Uh, it's a card story game. It feels... It feels very D and D in the way that you are uh, that there is like a 
there is a person who mm -hmm. deals out cards at the beginning, and that is kind of a, a character in the game, and he takes you through a journey. He's like the DM a little bit, but depending on kind of these tarot card things that you draw, that's how the story progresses. Mm -hmm. And when it gets to a combat area, or when it, you, you draw something that puts you into combat, it, uh, for the first game at least, it popped you into a uh, third-person brawler mm -hmm. kind of game. And it was it was really fun. It was it was a little simplistic. The combat wasn't great, but the uh, but the storytelling stuff in there was was kind of fun. And I'm glad they're making a sequel, and I hope they really nail it because mm -hmm. I that first game showed a lot of promise. Uh, I also walked by the Xbox booth, and Xbox <laughs> is showing. <laughs> Tell me what the great hits of Xbox. I mean, they're are showing they're showing a lot of games. There's there's stuff there. Um, just not a whole lot of stuff mm -hmm. that I really wanted to play. Uh, they have the Voodoo Vince remaster, which, oh boy. <laughs> I, you know, I played a demo for the original Voodoo Vince, oh. and I thought that was kind of fun, and then I ended up not getting the game uh, for the original Xbox, but um, it's, uh, I like the idea of Voodoo Vince. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and this was around the time where, you know, you have Psychonauts, and you have Blinks, and you have Voodoo Vince, and like, yeah, Psychonauts like, is one of those games is good, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I like... I just I, I like mascot games like that. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I no, like I, I like that era of game history, whether or not most of the games are very good in it or not. But um, yeah, I, so I want to kind of also ukulele that's also coming out. We'll right? see which will be the better mm -hmm. uh, better one. Uh, I don't I don't know if that's at Xbox or if that's just around somewhere else. It might actually be at the Xbox yeah. booth. Um, and then I mean, there's tons of Mass Effect Andromeda. At, mm, at yeah. it's coming out soon so. and it's coming out real soon and don't i kind of don't want to spoil myself so i i stayed away from that uh likewise there was a, a near automata booth uh that was like right across from xbox and again like i have Same that game home. it's it's on my ps4 yeah. uh it's it's installed and downloaded and everything it's ready to go and then i came to boston so <laughs> I, I haven't actually touched it yet i found home. out zelda just arrived at home yeah. I'm still here. Well, you'll you'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, you're you're in for a treat. Oh, I cannot wait. Um, and let's see. Anything else? Nintendo's still showing off. Uh, like they, I, I really did. I don't think we even talked about Nintendo yesterday. Uh, um, we said we we're gonna try to check out Arms. And right. They had right. like Splatoon too. But their booth space is pretty cool. It's yeah. Like they're they have a ton of switches. We did mention that they didn't have any 3ds yeah, systems yep. around, but they That's did have a bunch of switches uh, with a bunch of different games that you could play. And then on the other side of their booth space. They've kind of got this diner yeah, setup. Yeah, where you can sit in like a booth and yeah, play your Switch like this. And and, like, and that's uh, cool, but they they don't they didn't do it right. It's, it felt I mean, like 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 I was at like Disneyland, but in a McDonald's sense, like it just looks so tacky and and but, but I, whatever whatever. So I like the idea of showing, hey, here's the Switch, here's what it's capable of, here's a situation where you might use your Switch. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome because I've actually used my Switch in a restaurant. I've played a game with somebody. You know, we ordered our food yeah. and we played until the food came, and it was great, fantastic. That is that is the absolute perfect way to play a game like Snipper Clips. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we have five minutes. Why don't you just play this with me? Um, so Nintendo has this setup, has this booth setup, little table, 
He's kind of like old old fifties diner looking yep. Cadillac looking booth, uh, just sitting sitting uh, around this table, and the the switches that they have there are full switches uh, encased in you know the the ball and chain that Nintendo yep. always has to have, but it's a full switch. Like you should be. When you are in a restaurant, you play it in tabletop mode. Yeah. You put, you put it on the table, and then you hand each person a controller, and it's perfect. Yeah. You could have just done, like, two, two people to a side. Right. But whatever. So whatever. The, the way this diner works is, like, you're just playing a Switch in handheld mode, and yeah. you can't play it any other way because the, the way the chain thing is I on I don't know it. why they didn't just, like, kind of just affix it to the table itself. Yeah. That would have been, whatever. It would have been smarter. Anyway, we'll, we'll never get close enough yep. to actually play it because those lines are nuts. Mm, yep. So, um, you know. But I think I can wait for a I switch. I think they're giving away switch trucker caps for everybody who plays. Really? Like oh, I've been man. seeing a ton of switch trucker caps around, and I don't switch t-shirts, man. It's not yes. the one in Zelda. I mean, the one that you could get <laughs> actual one. Yeah, there's there's a ton of uh, Nintendo Switch stuff going around. Uh, we did see uh, this wasn't actually on the show floor, I don't think, because it's a 3DS thing. But uh, we we heard some news about the new Fire Emblem. Yeah. Uh, today, Nintendo released a trailer that I'm sure other people have seen. If they're interested in Fire Emblem, this is Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia, yeah. something like that. The remake um, of Fire Emblem Gaiden, uh, just, man. Correct. Um, Archers can uh, counterattack now. I don't like Fire. this at all. Uh, so I'm, I'm somewhat used to this because in Fire Emblem Heroes there are there is an archer, Takumi, from, uh, from Fire Emblem Fates. And he has the ability to counterattack from no matter where mm-hmm. he gets attacked from. Uh, and it's cool for him because he's, you know... Or I, if you I, got the special bow that does it, too. Sure, sure. Uh, but this... Kind of a step too far. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Or um, or, or mages use health every time they cast. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, there are... There's like a, a dungeon... Dungeoneering kind of mode in there. Of like walking around these, these dungeon areas and... Finding loot and yeah. finding random battles. Um, in addition to the main story, uh, there aren't support conversations because they weren't. They didn't have support conversations yeah. in the original Gaiden. So I'm I'm really interested to see how Fire Emblem fans, myself included, mm-hmm. respond to this game, especially fans of Awakening and Fates that brought in a lot of people again, like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how a game that is very much set in old Fire Emblem with a couple of the niceties of new Fire Emblem in there. Like, I don't think weapon durability is a thing in there anymore. Mm. Like, it isn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is good, because I that's, that sucks. I hate I hate getting new weapons because all I used was steel swords. Yeah. And I never used any of the good stuff because I didn't want to waste it. Um, so, who knows? Um, yeah. But that Fire Emblem news, you know you're always going to find Surprised it. didn't see it playable there, but hey. You know, that'd be really, really nice. Man, I remember with, like, I played the 3DS the first time at PAX East, and man, sad not seeing any like representation of it. It's, you know, <laughs> they say, "Oh, it's going to be supported for a while." You know, we might get that what that endless uh, oasis. Mm. Uh, but and then Fire Emblem. But what else? Like, oh, uh, Fire Emblem um, Hero, Hero Heroes, or, Warriors. Heroes, Warriors, yes, yep, Fire Emblem Warriors. Warriors. We know is also getting a 3DS version, but yeah, yeah. we're we're definitely winding down. Uh, well, I mean. 
we're winding down from the stuff we know about. Who knows? Yeah. E3, Nintendo keeps saying that the, the 3DS is I, still another platform, which I don't totally buy. I don't uh, um, that either. But hey, whatever. We'll it see. had a good run. <laughs> had, had an amazing run. Like maybe, I, I've said this on other podcasts, and I think I've probably said it on this podcast too. Like it is the best library in all mm-hmm. the video if games If you count ever. also the DS library. If you count that it can play uh, all the DS the games. Only, if only you count thing that it has virtual console yep. of a ton of old classic portable games. only thing that would be better is if you had an original DS uh, with a Game Boy Advance player. I'd say. Uh, Just the, the added benefit you get to play Game Boy It's Advance a tough call. Games. It's a tough call. There are a lot of good Game Boy Advance games. But uh, I, I might give the edge to 3DS. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, still. Uh, so, there was all that stuff. Um, we did play another game. It yep. was not of the video variety. No, this but... is the first for me. I got packs. Never <laughs> but done this before. if you're a fan of Gamers on the Go, uh, then you might recognize the next game we're going to be talking about, and that is a card game called Pass the Buck. Um, now, Pass the Buck is a, actually a game that we've covered on Gamers on the Go before. I talked to its creator, Carol Mertz, who also lives in St. Louis, where I live, uh, so that made it easier um, but she's at, at PAX East. She came all the way to Boston as well. She is part of the indie uh, indie mini booth tabletop at, at, for the tabletop edition. It's being sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, which I think is a really cool, cool, classy gesture yeah. of those guys to to uh, throw some money to these to these people who you know wouldn't normally get to go to a show like this and show off what they have. Um, and I think Pass the Buck is a really fun game. We we played around with a, a very nice. Uh, we played it with Carol and a very nice woman mm-hmm. named Darla, yep. um, and had a good time. We don't we don't need to go over the specifics because I have a whole show dedicated to. to I lost horribly. Uh, we well, we all lost. If, Car- if Carol it, won. If it was based on who, how many cars he had, <laughs> I lost horribly. It was a it was a very truncated game because she's trying to get people in and out. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people. It's also loud too. So, but getting most of it, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's a game about table talk. So mm-hmm. when when you're yeah. in a big convention center, uh, it can be a little. It's not the ideal conditions to play that game for yeah. sure. I, I mean, neither is a game like Rain World. No, <laughs> um, but uh, so it's. Still, cool, cool to see a familiar face, yeah. uh, and and obviously, I wish wish Carol the best of luck, and hope a, a ton of people played past the buck because it's it's really really fun. Uh, all right, so that's kind of it for the show floor, other yeah. than like, hey, I bought a Firewatch T-shirt. But, yeah, um, that's that's not that fascinating. Um, let's talk about some of the panels we went to. We went to three. Well, we went to two, two panels two. so far. We're about to go to another panel. Yeah. Um, on our after we finish up this podcast, but um, the first one we went to, which I think is uh, probably the more interesting for our listeners here, yeah, uh, was just intriguing from title alone, and it was uh, what's objectively the best Mario. <laughs> um, uh, man, this was yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so, so this was hosted by by three guys I didn't actually know, Kyle Orland, which uh, he used to do. Uh, I believe was uh, Gamers with Jobs. Uh, I forget, but he's yeah, I've read his stuff on Artist Tycoon Co. and mm-hmm. other stuff. Uh, I forget the second guy they introduced. Anthony uh, or Andrew? Something. Uh, completely forget, but also Bob Chipman was like Movie Bob on mm-hmm. Escapist and other things. And he's written a book on Super Mario Bros. 3, <laughs> so, he, so he was, uh, it seemed like he was a little biased. 
Um, but it seemed he, at the up. same time, he was also standing in for somebody else. I but, guess Bob Mackie. I was think Bob Mackie from Retronauts was supposed to was originally slated for this. That's uh, a shame. I was, I was hoping to hear his opinion on Mario as well too. As, as was I. Uh, maybe that's Still something kind of fun, somebody should write into Retronauts and ask. Yeah, <laughs> but whatever. Um, yeah, it, so it was it was still a fun show. What I really, really appreciated from this panel was that they handed out brackets mm-hmm. beforehand. Paper brackets that were empty uh, other than here are the team, here are the uh, uh, games that are being represented yeah, here. Matchups. They had four unique categories that, I don't know if it necessarily made it fair, but... It didn't we're, matter. We're end. looking for a winner. We're not looking for like a winner and then here's the runner-up and then here's the mm-hmm. second runner-up. You need to find a winner. Yeah. So uh, it, it kind of ended up working the way they had it. They had it broken down into categories. So there was modern Mario that included games like uh, Mario Galaxy and Super Mario 3D World. Super Mario 64. Yeah, Super Mario 64, which I guess, I mean, yes. I, uh, if, I understand why people love that game. Well, I love it too. I mean, I'm just saying that if you if we're saying modern Mario. Yeah. yeah. I, it, I guess they... they it, you meant more like 3D Mario. Yeah, but it, it is the the modern Mario. The start of it, modern Yes, Mario. it's the beginning of modern Mario. Oh, but it's uh, still... It's been, Sunshine it's been was another one. Sunshine was in there. Uh, uh, Galaxy 2. Then um, there was the uh, classics. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Super Mario World. Uh, Super Mario 3. Super Mario 2. And, and Yoshi Super Mario, Yoshi's uh, Island. Super, Super Mario Brothers 2 Japan. Yep. Uh, like there, there were you know the ones that you would expect. Yeah. And Yoshi's Island, which you know was a little controversial for being in there it's at totally all. Fair choice, uh, totally but fair choice. I, I, I totally say agree. The best choice. Yeah, I would totally agree. In fact, you know they, they just said Yoshi's Island, but the full title of that game is Super Mario World Two: Colon Yoshi's Island. That's that sounds like a Mario game, my friend. Yep. Um, so that was in there. Uh, then the the third category was portable, which you know I'm repping the home mm-hmm. team, uh, but that had fantastic games like Super Mario Land, Super Mario Land Two: Six Golden Coins. Uh, Super Mario 3D Land, Donkey Kong 94, yep. uh, some some really good stuff in there. Uh, and then the last category was Oddities, uh, which is where you kind of put those games that you don't know really where else you put them. So a game like Super Mario Maker, which, yes, it's a modern Mario, but it's also kind of a classic Mario. And also it's kind of a buildy thing Mario. Yeah. Like, ah, it's hard to say. But it is an oddity. It makes and, sense for that. So the Wii U version and the 3DS version, the oddities is where it got a little, uh, little yeah. dicey. Yeah. Maybe uh, it included a uh, was it a it wasn't a Famicom disc system, but it was oh, a, it was a, a computer like uh, like straight up PC game called uh, Super Mario Special, right? Uh, which I'd never heard of before, and, and I, I vaguely was... heard about it because there's also like Hudson, I guess, softed the these kind of games. They, I think they did something like with Mega Man, which was. Kind of the same thing, but ran horribly and had like this gated way to play the game <laughs> that you had to do something special to actually get to the select screen. But whatever, yeah. yeah it, it, this game was like Mario if you didn't have the scrolling aspect of the game, so right? It just they, went screen screen like a la uh, Pitfall almost. Yeah, yeah. Pitfall is a great one. They yeah. they talked about Legend of Zelda, where, which I guess so. But when you're doing the top down, it, like I think Pitfall is the much more yeah. apt description of it. Um, so yeah. But no, no, no two floors though, or anything like that. It's just it was completely bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was weird. It didn't get out of the first round for yeah. sure. Uh, Super Mar- or Mario Maker for the 3DS was also in there. Game and Watch uh, Mario, yeah, Game and Watch Mario. That that kind of stuff fits in there. So we we're not going to go over the full uh, how everything went. 
the winner, I would say somewhat controversially, <laughs> was Super Mario 64. Uh, and Mostly because they crossed the brackets at the end and yeah, kind of voted on the wrong ones, but whatever. Yeah, I, I think uh, when they made the paper brackets, they kind of they kind of fucked up because the PowerPoint presentation they had did, did not, not did not quite align. But whatever. Uh, regardless, uh, when you're choosing the best Mario, you came down to what they thought was the best, and that was Super Mario 64, which I suppose is a valid choice. Yeah, it's a fun game. It's a very well made game, and it's a very different game for the time and still holds up. I would also say it's neither of our choices. No. <laughs> our um, choice was Yoshi. Our choice was Yoshi. We we united front over here for Yoshi's Island, yeah. which is, I say, objectively the best Mario game. Uh, but when to, it came to Game to, Boy. To, yes, to give this the, the gamers on the go tilt, um, let's let's talk just a, a very brief amount mm-hmm. about uh, portable Mario uh, games. And I know you were on for our very first episode to talk about Super Mario Land, yep. so there might be some bias in that. Um, I've done shows on, uh, I've done a show on Super Mario, uh, Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins. I don't think I've done one for Super Mario 3D Land yet, and I really want to, because that game is, that game is awesome. Um, and I honestly can't remember the other ones that were there, because they, because they don't, oh yeah, Donkey Kong 94. I was about to say because they don't matter, but Uh, Donkey Kong 94 does matter. Donkey Kong 94 is really, really good. I would say it might be the best. Uh, You'd be wrong, but it's really, really close. (laughs) It's up there. Uh, But, I mean, my choice is Super Mario Land 2, Mm. Six Golden Coins. That's a good choice. Good choice. Uh, You've got got your Halloween world. You've got Bunny Hat Mario. You've got, ah, just, ah, that game is so, so good and weird, and the sprites are big, and, like, the, the, the level of detail from... From Super Mario Land to Super Mario Land Two, is it's kind of staggering. It's super staggering. Of like, holy shit! Wait, wait, Mario is this on the same move? hardware? This is yeah. using the same stuff. That's nuts. Um, so really impressive. And and man, I really do like that game. The music, the the, the beginning of Wario mm-hmm. happened in that game. Um, I so, would say Donkey Kong though is the better game, it's, but it's so it's a really good game. So it's like like not only get the complete Donkey Kong experience uh, right off the bat, yeah, but you learn so much. Like it just becomes such a different game right after that. It's like it is a much different yeah. game. It's almost get the back it, it's almost weird that it's in a category like this because yes, it is a Mario platformer. But it's much more a puzzle game. It is. It is much more a puzzle game. But it is 100% a platform. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And and I'm not saying people shouldn't play Donkey Kong 94, uh, which I have done a show on Donkey Kong 94 <laughs> with Zach Lehman. Um, but uh, you should play both. But definitely yes. play Super Mario Land 2 because that's a better game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the, the last panel we went to, we, we go every year. It was Pax-a-mania. the Paxamania, the Pax yeah. wrestling video game uh, bullshit shit show. <laughs> Always a shit show. This year, no different. Maybe even more a shit show than usual. Um, but but a lot of fun. Uh, we don't need to get into specifics no, you don't of that. Like, if you want to watch the, the shit why, show why would you? Why would on you? Twitch, um, I'm sure they'll have that archive been put up uh, by tomorrow. They usually do. Yeah. Uh, so, we're going to go to another panel. We, we do have another day, or at least most of a day, uh, before I fly out back to St. Louis. Uh, to to play some things, we we might try the the if there are some shortened lines, being that it's Sunday and some people go home, might try some uh, stuff tomorrow. Yeah, we might try to go see if we can play something on the Switch if the lines are a little bit shorter. I still would really like to play Psychonauts and Psychonauts and the mm. Rhombus of Ruin. 
Uh, I woke up this morning and looked at Sony's VR schedule thing they have, and it was completely booked up. Uh, so I need to wake up earlier tomorrow so I can get the so I can catch when they open those the online doors to those uh, reservations and try to get one then because I still haven't tried VR and mm-hmm. I still would really like to know what it's like, even if I'm not a big fan of what it's probably doing. Um, any other any other stuff that we really wanted to play and haven't yet? I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think tomorrow I would just but I do want to still check out the indie mega booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, only got another glance of that today, so I, I didn't really have a chance to try much in there. Yeah, I might I might try to go to Hand of Fate too and see mm-hmm. if I can play a little bit of that. Um, yeah, a lot a lot of good stuff. Yeah, there's it's a I would say it's a good it's a really good show overall. Um, last year I think we had a lot of fun. Uh, remember you playing a game like Tokyo Forty Two, which is just I didn't play that. Pierce played that. Sorry, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Pierce, Pierce played that. I only watched. Uh, hey, that that looks really cool. But, but it's that, coming out soon. Yeah, that, I mean that's like coming out very soon, yep. like in the next week or two. Um, but that's that's the really cool thing I get from PAX is is playing a game like that. Or I think it was two or maybe even three years ago when when you definitely played this game, not a hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for I think at that time it was Steam. It just came out to PS4. Yep. Uh, this or actually it might have been out on PS4. It was it's a PS Plus game right now, so yep. you can get it for you free if you're PS Plus, which I did, and I haven't played it yet because there are too many games to play right <laughs> now. Uh, but I have it, and I went, oh yeah, hey, that's the game that Matt played at PAX East that one time, and and so that's those kind of hidden gem games are the ones that I get most excited about. Of Hey, you know, do you remember Strafe from last year? Well, hey, Strafe's here yeah. again, and it looks a hell of a lot better. Um, it's, yeah. No Below. Mm. No Below. That's all right. I played Below last year, and even though I thought Below was all right, like, it's, yeah, it does feel like a break from tradition. Though. Yeah. Like, you know, this, this, this show like should always have, ba- it should always have Bastion, it should always have Battle Block Theater, and it should always have Below. Yeah. That's just what PAX East is now. It's those three games. Yep. Um, yeah. So I think that's probably going to do it. Um, we won't be doing uh, another episode tomorrow because I'll be, I'll be flying out. Yeah, we won't have time for that. Might have so. to do a follow-up dispatch. We might, yeah. Or we'll, we'll figure something out. Maybe maybe like a, like another travelogue thing like I did with, uh, with uh, the Pokemon tournament for the last episode. Uh, we'll see. I, I've taken a few photos. Oh, I might try to take some more photos tomorrow just in case that works out. But uh, yeah, for PAX East 2017, Matt, it's always uh, great to see you. It's, it's always good to man. come to come to Boston, not just for the show, but knowing that, hey, I get to see Matt, yeah. get to see my East Coast correspondent in person, go get some, eat some good food. Man, we had some really good food last Yeah, night. we didn't go to the Empire Garden, but we went to the Blue Dragon. Yeah, Empire Garden was just a little far with all the snow that was falling. But yeah, we, we did hit mm-hmm. up some some really good Asian food, Blue Dragon, if you're in uh, the Boston area. It's like right around the corner from the convention. You might have to get a reservation, but it is Maybe. some yeah. good food. We, we had to wait 45 minutes, which is fine. Yeah. It's like a minute oh, away from our hotel, hotel, so yeah. we got to wait here. But uh, good good food. Definitely good check that out. Cool. Well, Matt, thanks a lot. Um, As always. uh, For for our listeners, we'll be back with, uh, I would imagine, another show uh, at some some point. point. Like, yeah, once I I get some of these games cleared off my plate, uh, there are are some other handheld games that I'm looking forward to playing. And if I can find somebody to talk about them with me, I'll be sure to bring them on the show uh, so we can have that discussion. 
And Matt will probably be one of them because Matt seems to be on at least half of my episodes. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for everybody for listening. And uh, we'll be back real soon. Bye. Bye.